Last time on DMTK's Chef's Night. <laughs> Ooh, that was a hell of a scrap. Nobody uh, beats Teddy, though. <sighs> Where the hell's everybody else? Becker says uh, they they left with uh, with the deer. What the fuck? They couldn't have waited a half hour taking a bathroom break? No. They gave you a dagger, though, and I'll just, like, throw the sheath dagger at him. I'm gonna just catch it. Oh, okay. Salandra's still here. Alright. They told me then to I give assume- you that. Well, alright. Then I presume if we're both still here, then we got something to do. I think As- we should find right. two more people. Preferable different people. Now, Teddy gets a big glint in his eye. I'm just gonna throw something onto the table. What if we found two people, and then they found two people, and then they found two people each, and they just... You see where I'm going with this? Let's start with just building. We'll find the right people, and we'll gather information. And when the time is right, we'll start moving to help people. We'll start moving to help What should be the name of our guild? <laughs> Shadow Stabbers. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I think it'll take a bit of time to figure out. We but can workshop is, that. Yeah, when when the time is right, just I want to be completely clear on the details here. You you want her to go on the council and go do all the boring stuff, and you want to pay presu- presumably give me money to 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 disappear into the shadows with a group of like-minded people, and just yes, right? That's that's where we're going with this. And she smiles and she says, I, uh, I wouldn't expect anything else from our new guildmaster. I'm not going to call you guildmaster. Welcome to Season 2 of DMTK Chef's Night, everyone. As per usual, I will be your DM, uh, Nathan, uh, and we have... Who else with us? Let's start with the new guys. Jordan. Hi, guys. My name's Jordan, and I'm going to be playing Cadence Lore Whisper. Cadence Lore Whisper. And we've got Phil. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Phil. I will be playing a wonderful little uh, sneaky boy named Sizel. Alright, and heading out east, we've got Justin. Hi, uh, Justin. Uh, I played Rotor last campaign, and I'm playing a new character who I want to keep a surprise, so yeah. Alright, and Steve. Hi, I'm Steve. I'm from Classless Characters, and I feel like we should probably do the other thing. But, <laughs> and I play Teddy, your fighter bard of Billy Joel renown. And Andrew. Hey, it's Andrew from last season, uh, DM of the Basement Guild. I'll be playing Salander Miss Wave once again. Perfect. And so that's our whole crew. <laughs> when last we left our characters, they had just re-entered the, the Underdark, and Baku had actually requested that Salandra join her on the council at the behest of her father, and 
Teddy was asked to be the guildmaster, uh, and together they would run the guild in Baku's place, or for Baku. Now, it's been probably about a week and a half, two weeks, since you guys have returned, and since then, I guess it's come up to the day of Solandra's induction into the council. <laughs> and as such, actually, before we before we take a step into this, Solandra, tell me a little about how your parents would react. Would they be there for this day? Absolutely. Yeah, I think they would. Um, my parents, or well, her parents would uh, are heavily involved in both uh, the priesthood and the inner workings of Tolmarine. So I think it would be a position of great honor for one of one of their children to bridge the gap between the the humans of the underworld and the genasi of the great sea i guess cool all right now generally the process is it is it's a bit of a a to-do the city has enough faith in in their politics that if somebody new is coming part of the becoming part of the council there's generally a bit of a festival surrounding the situation uh and then the ceremony kind of happens closer closer to the end of the day as the uh, as the lights are beginning to dim to kind of simulate that that nighttime feel. So think of it kind of like a uh, a bit of a new hope situation. Salandra is is kind of allowed to walk her way down in amongst the crowd uh, to meet up with Baku at the head of this ceremonial area, which is more or less kind of set in the stairs that are in front of the council building. So in the background, you have these three large um, upside-down pyramid-type buildings uh, in the background, and Solandra would be kind of ascending the stairs to council. Um, okay. And as Solandra makes it to the top of the stairs, it's nothing nothing too special, I guess. Uh, there's no there's no metal or anything, but a small a small brooch is given to her, and. It is made out of a carved obsidian and diamond. Oh. Hmm. And more or less to represent the uh, the joining of the nations um, of the council. Uh, and the finishing of the of the ceremony itself, uh, actually Solandra's mother being a bard herself, starts to play at the request of Baku. And uh, her father is in the kind of in the front seat as an honored guest. Uh, do you have anything that you want to say or? Um, yeah, she will look out upon the, the crowd of people who have uh, attended the celebration. Um, looking down at the brooch, she's wearing uh, a nice, I guess it would be a white uh, quote unquote fabric as it looks more like uh, water or like a liquid than a fabric. And it uh, cinches at her waist and she puts the brooch on. Um, on behalf of two peoples uniting for the first time, I thank you. I am very humbled that you have chosen me, and I hope that I live up to expectations far beyond what you have in mind now. Uh, and as she as she finishes her her speech, the crowd kind of the crowd cheers and, and they clap. Um, there are other Janassi that are in the. Uh, in the crowds, uh, your sister, her sisters are there. So the three eights, uh, as well as her, her one friend. 
about a week later. Uh, your your parents have gone home, kind of left you to your to your new role. Uh, your new chambers are not far from Baku's. You are housed in the uh, in sorry in the uh, council building, and you receive a letter from your father. I read it. All right. <laughs> so the letter says, Salandra, I hope your uh, new position has been treating you well. Uh, it hasn't been very long, but I am incredibly proud of, of what you've been able to accomplish. Being able to join our two people, of being able to bridge the gap that was once there before. And the, as he as he kind of says this, and you're reading through, the tone t- seems to change a little bit with the letter. And he says, please... Keep me informed of any uh, important happenings. We would we would like to make sure that, uh, you know, we were just aware. And the last thing he says is, The reef will soon be thawed, leaving, giving way to the storm. Um, and then he says, I love you, my daughter. Until next time we talk. I will take the letter and I will put it in a safe spot, a secure location, some other private goods. And uh, well, it's been about a week. I'll probably go out looking for... I assume Teddy's somewhere in the city. Yeah. So Teddy at this point has been... Yes, hello. (laughs) Uh, Teddy has been given uh, lodging just outside the market area. Mm -hmm. Uh, Baku actually hasn't yet been able to come and sort of figure out how the guild is being set up at this point. With the induction of Salandra into the council, the main building has been a little busier than usual. Uh, So the council building is actually where, I mean, obviously where all of the meetings happen, but it is generally not often used. Baku lives there, but most other council members live uh, outside of the building, and a lot of the the areas are used for guests. So most of the other, uh, other council members are just not there, and they meet once a month, so the building is generally quite empty. But again, with the, uh, with the induction of a new member, it's been pretty busy and it's taken a while to to die down okay so at this point uh i think are you going on your own to go see teddy or are you going to take baku with you or what's your what's your thought um well if i'm in the government building i think i'll probably grab baku as we haven't yet like you said we haven't finished the details so (laughs) no time like the present uh so where is where is teddy at this moment I want you to take a stab in the dark. <laughs> He's so Teddy with... is drinking. <laughs> Teddy is drinking somewhere. Uh, with Fridnik? Give me... Yeah, with... Oh, please, with Fridnik. Please. Who is, like, happily married by now. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Please tell me he's got, like, 30 lizard children. Please. A whole clutch. Yeah, seriously. I want to... Po- the first thing that Teddy did after he slept for two days was go find Fritnik, and he was like, hey, hey buddy, tell me, I- I've been wondering the entire time I've been up, how did it go with the lady lizard? <laughs> uh, did you did you get it? Did you, you know, make a little nest? I, I don't know. I-, I don't know how the biology of it works, but... Uh, he he kind of says, he's like, but, uh, Teddy, and he kind of scratches the back of his head. He says, it's, it's only been like, I don't know, like three weeks since you left. Things don't happen that quick. Oh, shit. I've lost all sense of time. I'm sorry. Um, we'll tell you what. Let's go grab a drink, and you can tell me all about it. <laughs> and then we can... <laughs> yeah, okay. He's like, he's like yeah. but I got work to do. Oh, okay, okay. I got, no, okay. no, same thing. Just grab him. All right, let's go. Now, Fridnick, let me tell you a little thing about the sun. It's terrible. It's awful. 
the the whole thing is just miserable and so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, if Solander's gonna come find Teddy, I think by this point he's probably like well well whiskeyed up. Okay. And is just probably sitting in a corner like Sing a Teddy song. That. Alright, perfect. Uh so yeah, I guess the the two of you walk in to find Teddy deep into the whiskey and singing a song in the in the corner of the bar. I'll turn to Baku and be like, I know you gave him a place to stay, but why does he always go here? And then I'll look big, oh, Fridnik! And I'll run over to the de- table. How empty is the bucket of eggs I forced them to serve him? Uh, it's it's about half empty. Fridnik at this point it just nice. knows better. Noise. <laughs> oh, oh, Lady Lady Salandra, it's it's nice to meet you. Uh, see you again. Uh, how, how have you been? I'm great. How is your lady friend? Mm. He kind of like frills at the neck a little bit, and he's like, she's she's good. Uh, things have been going really well. I'm I'm just you know sitting here taking care of Teddy right now because well that's you know that's and what he happens. Like, <laughs> leans into the table. I did that. I I had. A major hand. I did and as that. I sit down, and be like, I know, I was there. Ah, that's right, you were. All right. Hey, do y'all need a drink? He's <laughs> gonna look um, up at both of them. We have business to discuss. Maybe afterwards, but um, I brought Baku. Not. <laughs> yeah, great to see both of y'all. I, how did the ceremony go today? I was in the back, and I rigged up, and Teddy like pulls out a satchel which he like pulls a small rubber hose out of i rigged up a, a thing so i could stand in the back and just kind of watch and do my thing and then he just starts drinking out of the hose coming out of the satchel do you i need to sit at my coronation oh come on it was like 11 in the morning that that's just a pleasant morning that's a pleasant morning drink hair of the dog i was more than sober teddy was alert you just get this like tisk tisk look just a shake, a silent shake of the head. Yeah, Baku kind of like tilts her head and, and kind of like gives you a cockeyed look and <sighs> just kind of shrugs. Teddy takes the hose out of his mouth. I just want to tell you both, you got to give a man a purpose and something to do. You can't just leave him sitting here. Frednick and I have been coming in here every day for almost a week. Frednick, when's the last time you got work done? Uh, I, I've got work to do every day. It, I mean, you could have just asked to come along with me. I've only got two arms and all of this mail, and like, in his bag is just all of this mail spilling out. That is not done. <laughs> <clears throat> so I just I just feel bad that you're alone and right. you need someone to drink with. Go do the mail! And I just like, kind of push him. Just like, gently try to push him. Go do the mail, you're right, I'm sorry. Take an egg for the road. Yeah, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll go, I'll go do that. Alright, and I look at Baku and Slodger. Please give me something to do. Please. I'll uh I'll cast lesser restoration to remove the drunkness as I just touch his hand. Okay. Alright, we have much to do. Actually, we have a whole guild to kind of um plan and run, so um yeah, you have lots to do, buddy. Alright, alright, alright. Oh, give me a minute. Um, just, can you give me, like, As five minutes? As the fog I, just lifts from you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, let me just, uh, uh, hey, and I, like, just raise my hand at the barkeep, who I'm sure is just used to me tossing, like, two gold, five gold, ten gold at him, the drunker that I get. 
<clears throat> hey, what's his name? I should know that by now. Ernesto. We'll go with Ernesto. I'm cool with Ernesto. Hey, Ernesto, can you bring me an ice bucket? You know the one. Uh, young sir, yes. Yes, yes, I will do that. And he just kind of, right. like, speeds off. And you notice, like, when you came back and started drinking in this place, Ernesto is the only the only barkeep that you've seen. The dwarves that, that originally ran the place, they haven't been around for a really long time. Uh, at least not dun, dun, for as long dun, dun. as you, you've you been drinking. Right. All right. Um, yeah, and Teddy just kind of, like, holds his head in his hands because, like, even with the magic, I am... I presume he probably is a little hungover. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't uh, rehydrate you. <laughs> no. <Ugh. laughs> All right. So Baku says, okay, are we, um, are we good? I, I think, I think it's safe to do what we need to do. Uh, yeah. Now. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, ice bucket first. Just ice bucket first. Oh yeah. He, Ernesto definitely comes out with the, uh, with the ice bucket. Teddy just shoves his head into it. He does, like, a, f- a full-on, like, ice bath with his face for a second. <gasps> All right. And he, like, slicks his head hair back. All right. <clears throat> Tell me what we're doing. I'm ready. Teddy's ready. And then he starts drinking the bucket. Uh, well, we um, we need to head back to the council building. Um, if you remember that... Uh, that small and she kind of stops she said, well that monument that was uh in the lobby uh when you first came to meet me we need to go there all right <clears throat> uh teddy looks at his empty sack and he just kind of shrugs yeah i know how that sounds he looks at his empty f- fantasy camelback i'm just gonna call a spade a spade and all right let's go <sighs> i'm ready <sighs> here we go all right, so as you guys sort of get into the main lobby and take a look again at that at that monument, she says, "Okay, um, let's uh, let's 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 just go over here." And she walks behind the monument. So as you're looking at it, uh, it is basically a large, it's a relatively large statue, uh, and then the stairs on either side kind of swoop up and around, leaving it's mostly not visible behind the statue. Uh, and she she says, "Okay, okay, come come back around here." And yep, yeah, follow. <laughs> so as uh, as you guys kind of head back there, uh, it's pretty spacious, and it, but it is it is relatively dark. And she pulls out of her uh, out of her pocket uh, three sort of green uh, polished cubes, and she says, three of these cubes uh, I picked up when you." defeated my brother Icarus earlier uh, or uh, I guess almost uh, three weeks or so ago the other one was just one that I had kicking around and she lays one cube behind the statue and basically just kind of points her finger at it and does kind of like a somatic gesture with another hand and as she does that the cube sort of falls into the floor and as if everything was being broken apart cube by cube, a staircase opens up. What in the actual fuck? Uh, she's like, well, this is this is part of this um, it's part of the magic that these uh, these cubes contain. And the more the more you guys stand there, the deeper the stairs start to go. And she starts walking down. I'm sorry, did you say the cubes become stairs? So yeah, the cube uh, starts so kind of like, like 
breaking away at what is there, like cube by cube, and then create stairs that go deeper into the ground. I'm imagining it's like uh, what happens when you dig a staircase into the earth in Minecraft. Very similar, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Just block, 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 block. Um, can I look down at where it goes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Teddy shrugs and follows while you do that. He's just going to go. He really needs to do something. You're braver than I am. <laughs> and she <laughs> apprehensively follows. So as you as you continue down, uh, the stairs probably go down maybe about 10 feet before reaching a landing. They hang a right, go down another 20 feet. And then as you hit the next landing, a wide open space kind of appears in front of you guys. And the stairs hang one more right and go down onto a landing uh, that, or I guess more of a more of a hallway that goes both left and right. Uh, there's a door that opens right in front of you. Uh, and you can see as you're looking through this door in front of you that there are sort of tables and chairs kind of forming and the hallways kind of stretch to the left and right and then they go around a corner and you can't see anything more. Uh, and she says, um, so this is the power of just one cube. It's making basically just a simple area uh, beneath the council building. Now, you will need to uh, find more of these cubes if you want to continue to upgrade and add on to your guild, uh, but I'll, I'll help you with that if you find these, find these pieces of magic. And she says, other than that, I mean, this is the start of your new home. Now, is there anything in particular that you would like to have as an amenity uh, in your... Yeah, I have some ideas on amenities. Salandra, you got some ideas on amenities? Oh, yes. All right, well, why don't we save the amenities and focus on some essential questions first? And, Salandra, you got some essential questions before amenities? Oh, yes. Number one, where? what in the fuck are we in? What is that cube? What are all these cubes? What? Just what? I, I, I believe that this is safe, but I, at the same time, what? Well, so how do I explain this? And she thinks for a second and she says, do you remember when, and she she kind of tries to think back and she says, I have, I have a foggy, foggy memory of when you were fighting my brother. He created a lance and when he did that, he sort of repurposed the bone of the giant that was around him. Uh, do you remember that? So, I do remember that, like it was the 21st night of September. <laughs> uh, so she says, our magic, when you are conjuring something, or when you are transmuting something, so changing its structure, magic, much like energy, uh, you know, tangible things do not disappear. And if you use magic, often it has to take something from another place. Uh, and she says, if you destroy something that has been conjured, sometimes this thing condenses down into a single magical cube because it doesn't always know where to go back to. If it's transmuted and it is destroyed often, again, it just condenses into a cube. But it has to have a lot of magical power in it for it to do that. When you 
finished the battle with my brother, the body that he had either created or whatever, uh, combined with the Autumn Death, had uh, condensed into these three cubes. And basically it is just highly condensed pieces of magic that we can use to form building blocks or to empower ourselves. Mostly it's a way to do a quick build and that's kind of what we use it for down here. A lot of the buildings in the city have been used from condensed magic. Salandra, <clears throat> I'm. That I, went did right that... over my head. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, I I was about to say. So, um, I just want to be. Let let me see if I can do a Teddy breakdown here. So, what you're saying is that when when you're making I, I, when you're making magic stuff and and when you're like your your brother was doing his magic business that basically like when that stopped or what what have you I'm not the magic guy but when that stopped that the magic or whatever doesn't know what to do with itself and and turns into these these cubes is that is that right are we inside your brother yeah that's the other question I was getting to are we inside your brother right now um no. Well, did I get the explanation kind of close? Oh, yes, absolutely. You got, all you right, got the explanation right. All right, then that makes perfect right. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, right, as, uh, all right, good. Then Teddy gets it. Ted is with it. That makes sense. And if we're not inside your brother, then everything is A-okay. Oh, yeah, he's not some sort of mimicker or anything. I mean... But I'm um, Ching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she, she holds out the other three, and she says... You have three more options. Hmm. <clears throat> All right, Solandra, you with it? You hip to it? Sure. Well, ladies first, what you want? Um, I'll take the middle one. There's three of them, right? There are, yeah. Three. And are she like hold like they're little cubes in her hand, or are they? Yeah, they're they're little cubes. Yeah. Well, okay. We basically will... have to tell Baku what we want her to make, though, right? Yes, and I'm going to oh. get you guys to roll a d12 for me. Okay. One. Eight. I don't think I rolled right. Seven. Seven. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Oh, what kind of Coke? Vanilla. I if knew you were going to say that. Choosy. It's the best one. So you guys on a seven and an eight unlock the morgue and the museum. I will allow you to do a reroll if you want for, the, for your first two. Otherwise... I think we should probably re... Well, can you tell us like what benefits they're going to give us? I mean, at this point... Like, the morgue doesn't sound super useful right now. Probably right not now. right now. And your museum, maybe, maybe not. Um, I, I think the museum is a good investment for the future. I think it's good okay. to start having a museum now, but I think that the morgue probably is not, like, what we need right now. Right? Okay. Yeah, so I sure. think we should re-roll the morgue. Okay. So someone roll me... So that would be, uh... Oh, fuck! <laughs> should I re-roll that again? Oh, yeah, definitely re-roll that again. Okay, it's another... There you go, ten. Ten. Uh, so you get yourself a sick bay. Hey. Keep that, that's a good idea. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes, that stays. All right, so you guys got yourself a museum and a sick bay, and you have one more cube left. Six. And you like, get player access now to the kitchen. Nice. So uh, let me explain the kitchen a little bit. Um, you guys are going to 
during your off times, kind of between between seasons, you will be able to go in and spend some time in the kitchen uh, and kind of cook in there to create sort of like meals that you might be able to uh, use as rations on your adventures. If you roll relatively well, those meals may have buffs for your character or for your team, depending on what you want to do. Now, can we... The look of these rooms, Mm -hmm. are we able to like edit them and transform it? Or is it just like a like a one one look thing um well i mean if you guys want to sort of design how the how it looks yeah absolutely i think we should come back to the design of it yeah Yeah. i'm just wondering because i might have ideas i think that the three of us should get together sometime soon and and do the design of it um but i am down with this arrangement so just to be clear on the kitchen like before we go somewhere we can go Mm -hmm. in and like this is thematic as fuck, and I love it for the record. Um, we can go in there and, like, cook shit to give us, like, possible buffs going forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I yeah. love this. All right. Back to you. All right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, at this point, um, you guys are sort of, uh, you're sort of seeing things kind of come to life and sort of build out as, as she kind of just finds a place that she feels would be appropriate for the area as you as you kind of come down that first set of stairs though the the guild is basically just a large rectangle the the hallways um, besides the lounge that is directly in front of you where the kitchen is as well as like the kind of like your own bar area as well as a table uh, a couple of tables for people to stand yes. and eat um, yeah, teddy's all about that bar area Keep oh going. absolutely uh the <laughs> So it goes around in quite a large rectangle. At the very back side of the rectangle is um, private rooms, uh, and there are about 30 of them, uh, all kind of, how do I explain it, side by side, very much like you would see on a cruise ship, but just kind of smaller rooms for guild members to, to sleep in. In, the, in that back hallway where those rooms are, in the center of it, directly across from the center, on the, I guess, so to explain it, on the far back wall is where the rooms are. On the opposing wall are the uh, is a set of stairs that goes up one level, and that is Teddy's room. Um, Noise. Uh, and so it is kind of like, it's the Guildmaster's room, it is a larger area, and it's on its own sort of level dug into the ground. Um, <laughs> All right, so just to be, so is it like a two, kind of like a suite arrangement where like there's two rooms divided by a door where like the front half is like an office sort of suite area and like the back half is like the living quarters? Yeah. Noise. Yeah. Perfect. That's perfect. Because then I can come down the stairs dramatically and be like, I need to see you upstairs. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's fair. Love it. Love it. <laughs> and as, uh, as, you guys are kind of taking the tour of the area and do the sweep all of the way all the way around. You notice that there are two figures that come down the stairs. One of them you recognize as Viren, the the cleric. And Baku says, uh, I hope I hope you guys don't mind. I figured that she would be a great addition uh, to your sick bay uh, as a kind of like a full time cleric. Can you describe Viren again? It's been a she while. She is the she's the 
female drow cleric of the four heroes. So she's uh, she's the one that kind of gave Salandra the the gem at the at the end yeah. of last season, um, and she was previously petrified with the uh, with the other four heroes. Got it. Uh, and then following behind her is this gentleman who has a a wooden spoon and a uh, a bag that you can sort of hear lightly clinking together uh, and he is in a full chef's outfit but he is very he looks dead to be uh, to be quite frank um, and he just kind of looks at uh, at Baku and says can you point me to the kitchen please and she says oh that, that just back there Boris just just back there uh thank you and he he actually floats by his its toes are just sort of like hovering above the the floor and Viren kind of gives him a weird look and and kind of wanders off down the hallway to to check out where she's going to be working uh do you have any questions for for any of these guys or for Baku uh, uh, yeah, I would like to question um, exactly what is happening with the undead guy, uh, Bo- Boris. You said uh, she says yes. This is um, this is Boris Dane, um, and does he stop? He he definitely stops and like turns around. Uh, uh, yes, you you said my name. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just explaining who you are, and he just kind of floats off. He um, and real quick, when you say dead guy, like what? What do you mean? Like, are we talking zombie or are we talking ghost? Oh, he's a, he's a lich. Huh? Okay, I didn't realize. All right, yeah, Teddy said that in character. Oh, oh, okay. He is probably, I mean, he's one of the best cooks I, I've known, and he, he kind of went, or he thought he was going before his time, so he, well, he went through the process of becoming a lich, uh... And he to keep just, cooking. To keep cooking. Uh, That's the strangest reason I've ever heard. Good for him. Man knows I mean, what he wants and he gets after it. Is he evil? Can I do detect evil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do detect evil. Yeah, like, uh, is that a cash? Is that a cantrip or first level spell? Uh, good and evil fifth edition. I think it's cantrip. Uh, it is a first level divination. Sorry, I'll cross okay. that off. But yes. Uh, yeah, you you detect no no evil from him. That's so weird. He's not different I strokes s- for different folks. All right, I guess so. You know, she she wants us to fill this place with other people, but I think we should just kind of keep it to ourselves. No, you know what? You know what? I'm I'm down with it. I told you the name I decided on, right? No, we haven't seen each other for like a week. <coughs> And Teddy, like, leans back, and he puts his hands, like, you know how people do that thing when they do the big reveal where they, like, (sighs) with their hands and go from, like, side to side like a rainbow? Mm Mm-hmm. Teddy goes, the darkers. Welcome back to DMTK Chef's Night and our 13th episode, the interlude to season two. As always, we want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to keep up to date on everything DMTK, Chef's Night, or otherwise, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, 
or Facebook, and check out dmstestkitchen.com to find out more about what we're doing, get your hands on information about the systems we're playing, and more. If you'd like to help support us, visit dmstestkitchen.com and click the donate button buy a shout-out, or check out our merch store. We appreciate all kinds of support, little or small. But one of the best things that you can do for us is share us. Tell people about us and tweet about us using the DMTK hashtag. Also, if you could give us a review on iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated. Reviews help us get seen. Big shout-out to our cast that make all of this possible. You can find myself through our main channel, DM's Test Kitchen, and you can find the rest of us as follows. Steve from Classes Characters, Andrew from The Basement Guild, Justin from Mimics on Monstrosities, and last, but definitely not least... We've got Jordan and Phil, who are a couple of good guys from the D&D community. They're joining us for this season. All of the podcasts we've listed, we definitely recommend. We love listening to them, and we always provide the links in the show notes for them. We'd like to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Libris Arcana. For all your dice needs, including monthly subscriptions and more, you should go check them out. The next episode will be up on June 20th, so stay tuned. Thanks again for listening. I'll let you get back to the main course. It's cool, right? It's real cool. I give it a solid 7 out of 10. You know what? That's a C, and C's get degrees. All right. I, I, I get where you're coming from. Uh, we need more people. Where do we start looking, though? I mean, <clears throat> do you know people who want to be in a death group that go looking for things to kill, and they have a lich for a cook? I mean... Different structure, different strokes. I'm sure we'll find somebody. Uh, and and Baku says... Uh, I, I think I know a few people. Um, really? I'll. Oh, that sounds. Who? Well, there was a there was a young man who tried to break into my office at one point. I may have foreseen it and waited for him at the opportune moment. He's been quite helpful to me. Uh, I will, I will send him your way. Okay, we'll take him. I, I, uh, are we like jailing him or? Is he free to go do get him what and let's wishes. find out? And Teddy rushes yeah. over to the bar area. Full inspection. Full grew up in a bar. Pat down. All right. So while you're uh, checklist, well, while you're doing that, um, lemons, limes, whiskey, vodkas, beers, porters, reds, whites, so on and so forth, and a lemon to express. Exactly. Uh, so while you guys are kind of in uh, making your way around the around the guild hall and kind of sort of inspecting things, Baku doesn't actually end up coming back in the same day. Uh, it takes a couple of days, and she ends up coming back a couple of days later with both uh, Sizel and. Do we want to do a smash cut? Yeah, I think we're gonna do like a quick, uh, more of like a the the montage. Um, Gonna have a montage. Montage. You're the best. Um, <clears throat> Nothing's ever gonna bring you down. <laughs> we got stairs to run up. Yeah, up and down the stairs. <laughs> up and down the stairs. But I can be your hero, baby. <laughs> All right, sorry. Continue. <laughs> so the one, uh, the one thing that you guys sort of notice as you're walking around the the guild hall is between the stairs that hallway where the stairs is and the entrance to the lounge 
and then the the final alley sorry, sorry alleyway uh, hallway in the back uh, is that there's a point where it looks as though it's a bridge that kind of goes over a lower part of the of the guild like another couple levels down and from this bridge area you can see into what looks like a rigorous uh, training area um, multi-leveled uh, traps everywhere you know fake people to save uh, certain you know things that you guys would uh, expect to probably put people through during a training exercise and then the next level down is actually a an agricultural area which you guys haven't uh, you don't have any you guys, you guys don't really have access to it yet uh, only because you don't have someone to tend to it yet so at this point say about a week after Baku says that she has a couple of people left you guys are standing on this bridge looking down and there are two new recruits in this training area and Sizel, can you please roll dexterity for me uh absolutely um in this week time mm-hmm. if i asked teddy for his paintings would he have or his paint kit would he give it to her absolutely not Sorry, after after the abominations incident, no, he's not giving them to anybody else. He just no, never again. I need again. you to paint something for me, Teddy. <clears throat> All right, what do you, what do you need? We need a leaderboard for the training room. Oh shit, I can just go get one. We could paint a really nice one. All right, but no, I'm not good at it yet. We do this. We're gonna argue this in front of the new recruits. We just, <laughs> okay, like, bicker. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not good at painting the things yet. Look, I don't want to mess it up. And but I you made those stick people. No, they were. They, were, they, they came were to awful. life. Every but... god in the universe thought less of me after that. That was terrible. Why did you do it then? They needed company. Uh, so as you two are bickering, um, you actually see Sizel uh, actually pick up one of the, the dummies that he is meant to save and a relatively large spiked log that you guys didn't know was there um, even in your time kind of like hopping through the uh, traps and seeing what the training course is like sure, sure. fires at him kind of like in an arc across and he nimbly kind of ducks and moves out of the way um, now, Sizel, as you're as you're kind of moving out of the way, uh, is there any is there any particular way you would do that, or? Oh, he he, he would absolutely go like full on power slide beneath it, almost Matrix style on the move midair. Okay, golf perfect. Golf clap. <laughs> Teddy joins in the golf clap. Cade would join in the golf clap as well. <laughs> Also yells down, noise. <laughs> and uh, Cade, you are actually uh, quite a bit higher than Sizel is at this point. Maybe, maybe even less protected. Uh, so as you are doing this golf clap, I'm going to get you to roll a me roll a strength check for me. A save. Sorry. This is not going to go well. I got a four. Oof, okay. Uh, oh. So, as uh, as you're kind of like, oh, you're giving him the golf clap along with the other two, uh, this sort of 
there's a wall that is directly beside you. Uh, and as you're kind of staring at, at what Sizel is doing, this wall starts to come down towards you. And you notice a little bit too late, and it sort of like pins you underneath it. Uh, so you are stuck there. And like the the door just, sorry, the wall just kind of like hits you and it lifts up a little bit and then it falls down again and lifts up. Womp womp. And then goes back into the, uh, goes back into the wall. That is what Teddy says out loud. Womp womp. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. You don't look like it. All right. Maybe go, don't, maybe don't try that one again. Sizel is just like low key snickering beneath like a <laughs> fist over his mouth. Oh God. Didn't she say she knew three people? Now that Where's we can see, real quick, now that we can see both of them, can we get some, like, descriptions going on here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so do you guys want to describe what your characters look like? Uh, sure. Sizel is about... He's a, he's shorter for a human. He's about five foot two. Uh, he wears tight black clothing with, like, that, that, that cheesy anime, like, a scarf that drifts behind him. Um, he has uh, kind of uh, short black hair, but he wears a uh, almost like a white uh, face mask. It that's made of that's made of either it looks like porcelain almost that covers from uh, one ear to one ear and encompasses his nose and cheeks. Cool. Um, yep. Keep going. Kate is a uh, half-elf. Um, you can tell just by the, the pointed ears. Uh, about six feet tall. Um, very slight build. You can tell that he's not meant to uh, hold his own in hand-to-hand. Uh, and he's wearing uh, the lightest of leather armor and a maroon cloak over top of it. Hmm. Interesting. And you're picking yourself off the floor. Correct. I am picking myself up off the floor. Now, the intent here is to get uh, through the the um, the obstacle course. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so at the at the place that uh, Sizel is right now, he he is just sort of slid underneath kind of a a log trap with. Now, just from perspective, I do imagine that um, Teddy and I are like on a catwalk over top the raptor pit. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're like looking, yeah. and we're looking. Okay. Well, um, I, look, you don't have to necessarily be good at the heavy lifting. That's my job. Um, why don't you try something a little lighter? In response to that, uh, Cade waves his hand in the air, and he disappears for a moment, uh, appearing at the end of the obstacle course. Yes. All right. Yeah, see, that's lighter. Then I look at Salandra. See, that was that was better. You put a person in that the was situation cheating, they need Teddy. to be. That was cheating. He didn't learn now, anything. He just used his... No, come on. Disagree, come on. because I just want to tell you, I heard once of a great captain confronted with an impossible <laughs> situation, and and it definitely wasn't Rudder, but I, I, a different captain. God damn it. <laughs> an entirely different person of, of some ship called the Enterprise, and he got into an impossible situation, and instead of letting himself get into it, he found a better way. Who is that, Teddy? I believe it was it was either uh and Teddy like scratches his head. I think his name was uh 
I don't know. He was real cool. He was a real nice guy when he stopped by the bar. Yeah. Might have been Kobayashi Maru. No, that's not right. That's not right at all. No. I mean, maybe, but that kind of sounds like an impossible name. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Anyway, uh, yeah. I, I think he wins points for ingenuity. Negative points for creativity. I think they should be positive. Teddy yells out, I think they <clears> should <throat> be positive. Um, <laughs> we I are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Sizel, you have a... <clears throat> You have kind of like a, a sack that is uh, that you're carrying with you, that's sort of representative of a of someone you're saving. Uh, and in front of you, uh, just having after just avoided that that. Teddy's trap. definitely put a wig on it. I just need to tell you that it's there's definitely a wig on it. <laughs> and a uh, face. there's also lipstick. Yeah. You, yeah. Somebody needs a hair a haircut. <laughs> Carrot nose. <laughs> you see that there are about. Uh, there are three gaps that you need to get across to get to where Cade is, and how would you would you get a, how would you get across them at this point? Uh, is it, are you just going for the about, jump or about how far? I was, was going to say about how far are the gaps? Um, about five to ten feet. Oh, that is a that is a nimble a nimble skip and a jump for good old Sizel here. All right, well then, uh, roll me a couple of dexterity checks. Probably acrobatics uh, too. Yeah, let's go with acrobatics. I was just going to say acrobatics. Yeah. yeah. First one is 17. Okay. Very good, very good. Mm-hmm. That's mm. another 17. It's uncanny. And 21 to finish that off. All right. Uh, so as you are sort of jumping through the through the last one, uh, out, of, out of the corner of your eye, there are quite a few arrows. And it is a block of arrows that, regardless of your your 21, you're probably not going to be avoiding this. But there is a third person kicking around in the in this training course. Does he do anything? Uh, would that be me? That would be you. Could I introduce what he looks like then? Absolutely. So those looking around see a figure standing roughly three foot five, who is donned in a set of brilliant silver plate armor with a pattern of roses carved all over into the armor. The roses are painted in a vibrant rose-red color. (laughs) On top of his head sits a plumed silver helmet, adorned in a variety of gems of various sizes and various colors of the rainbow. The plume of his helmet is long and is a very vibrant, almost neon blue color. The helmet is also inlaid with the same roses as his armor. He usually keeps the grill of the helmet up to display purple skin, and bulbous, amber-colored eyes. He considers these features otherworldly handsome. Strapped to his back is a long, billowing black silken cloak with an ornate silver trim. And as mentioned before, he has two very large, bulbous, amber-colored eyes. And his lavender-colored skin is flecked throughout with black spots. Around his neck, he wears a necklace that holds a glass bottle full of sand. And judging from what he looks like, he looks like a little frog man, and he is totally a grung. Now, is he? Does he have his faithful steed? Oh, and uh, he's yes. And beside him, you would also see a giant toad that's about five foot wide and stands about ten feet tall because it is a large creature. 
and it too isn't this, this giant red toad is also adorned in silver plate armor and this small little grung grabs a lance off the side of his mount Solandra's gonna turn to uh, to Sizel and say before we go to the next person I just want to say you didn't even say your catchphrase when you jumped over those so minus points Teddy's catchphrase is just taking a drink so could be nonverbal you know Teddy <laughs> Teddy <laughs> takes Sizzle, a like, drink Sizzle like hears this <laughs> Sizzle hears this like midair and he's just just gives us confused and slightly like, what the hell are you? <laughs> then looks over his shoulder at the oncoming arrows and just sighs in disbelief. Sometimes there are distractions on the battlefield. Gotta tell ya. We once fought a giant and this guy died like three times. It's crazy. No, that was the second time, but you just gotta dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. At this, could I, could, uh, could I look up to the to Teddy and Solandra up top and introduce myself to them. Yeah, do we know that he's in there? We couldn't have not seen him. Yeah, right. That seems really That's obnoxious the alone, as fuck. The toad alone. <laughs> it's the most yeah, look at me thing. What is your yeah, name again? Three foot five. Three foot five. He uh, looks up and goes, <clears throat> Let me introduce your new friend and bravest of allies. I already want to punch you. Oh my god. <laughs> Sir Reginald Meepington, 14th Earl of Doomshire on the River Talaxia. You may recognize me for my many feats and for being on the cover of numerous tomes and articles of academia for my most dazzling of smiles. <laughs> However, you may call me Sir Meep for short. Sir Meep. I want to die. I want to die. 